Welcome to Soul Rediscovery, where we explore a deeper meaning to life and our human existence through a soul-guided way of living in love, joy, freedom, and abundance. By choosing to live life above the fray of the chaos of society and tuning in to our badass and authentic multi-dimensional selves, we embrace a less stressful and more heart-centered, impactful way of truly changing the world and leaving it a better place for generations to come. I'm your host, Katherine Whaler, and I'm so honored you have joined us. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Soul Rediscovery. If you hear movement in the background, (laughs) that is my dog, Saffron. (laughs) She is moving around a lot, um, but she really wanted to join me for this episode, so I let her. (laughs) Um, I haven't done a solo in a while, and I just felt like it was time to check back in, speak what's on my heart uh, without taking away the focus from one of my guests, and kind of just talk about the changes that I've been going through because I always find it really helpful when people that I listen to share what's going on for them. And it just helps me feel less alone in the world. It helps me feel like, okay, we're all going through this evolution together and we're all processing at the same time and shifting and changing and just allowing this whole new way of being to come into our lives. Um, so yeah, (laughs) so that's what I wanted to share with you tonight. Um, it's just been a big year for change. I went back and listened to my astrology 2021, which by the way, I finished in the middle of the year because there's been so much that I was like, okay, I'll come back and I'll finish it. And I can't believe that somehow we are already there. (laughs) Like, how did that happen? I looked at my best friend the other day and I was like, it's June. (laughs) When did that happen? When did June happen? How did this year fly by so quickly? And I feel like I have said that I'm a new person at least 10 times in the last six months. It's been a really transformative time as we came out of the um, the conjunction at the end of December and then into all of that Aquarius energy with a stellium in February. And it just has really taken us all for a ride. So for me personally, I'm recording this right now in between eclipses. So in between the Sagittarius full moon eclipse and the Gemini new moon eclipse, which fall in my sixth and my 12th house. So, you know, I knew that this was going to be a transformative time and I'm open to that transformation because that's just how I like to live. But it's been a transformative time in a way that has really humbled me. And 
has really surprised me, honestly, because a lot of it, it shouldn't be surprising because it's what I teach. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like that's that's what we do. We always teach. We always coach other people in what it is that we're constantly rediscovering for ourselves. And it's exactly that. It's the rediscovery. It's the soul rediscovery. It's all of the different layers of my soul because at the beginning of the year, I was so connected to one iteration of my soul. I was so connected to certain stories about my soul. And at the same time, having this, this, um, this observance, this unattached observance at the same time, and sort of knowing that it wasn't the whole truth and holding space for that, but because it felt so good at the beginning of the year, I just sort of went with it. And I was like, let's just see where this goes. <laughs> and then I went through a complete metamorphosis during February. I had Chiron move over my son and my palace Athena. And it was strong. You know, Chiron is the golden healer. And when you go through the phase in life, if you go through the phase in life, where Chiron moves over your son, it really breaks down any parts of you that have been hiding from the true authenticity of who you really are. And I'd had many, many, many years, really truly since I moved back from Austin um, back in the summer of 2018, I had a lot of years where I was definitely expressing a part of myself, but it wasn't the full part of myself. And this is when I started my business. And my business is what pulled me out of not fully expressing myself. Shortly after I moved back from Austin, my grandfather passed away. And I'm pretty sure I've shared about him on the podcast before, but he was hands down one of the most influential people that will ever come into my life. And he was more like a father to me. And that was a really hard loss. And it really rocked my world. And after a period of time where I was in Austin and I was healing myself and I was healing my money story, and I was working through so much of my soul rediscovery, and I was healing anxiety, depression, PTSD, to the point where I no longer had those things anymore. It was a really tough loss to lose my grandfather just a few months following that. And looking back, it was really beautiful because I was able to be there. But it left me feeling like I had to go into this phase where I was constantly with my family, which is not a bad thing. I had just moved back after six years of being away. But it was in this way that was so attached that it really wasn't healthy. And I have grace for what it was, but I'm in a much better place now where I'm not scared of losing the rest of my family and I'm able to 
enjoy the present moment with them, but as an adult, still have my sovereignty and still have things that are just for me, which as a Libra moon is something that can become a shadow for me, that I become um, enmeshed or even to the point of codependency. So the last few years for me, shortly after my grandfather passed away, I was in my my Virgo progressed moon. And I loved my Virgo progressed moon. It was very helpful. <laughs> I got my business started. I had amazing jobs at a yoga studio and as a stylist for anthropology. I was making bank. I was making more money than I'd ever made before at that point in my life. And It was a really wonderful time in my life for connecting more spiritually because Virgo helps us do that on a physical, tangible level where we're working with the material world in a spiritual way since it's on the same axis as Pisces. But it also made me feel constrained. Um, Virgo is my IC. Virgo is my, my fourth house. So Virgo can sometimes for me feel like the shadow part of me, let's call it, or the part of me that does things the way that other people want me to do them, or the good girl part of me that doesn't step out of line and doesn't rebel and always does things on time and is a good little worker. So there is a part of Virgo, of course, that is service-oriented, it's the priestess archetype, I mean, I love me some Virgos. It's my fourth house, so (laughs) Um, especially people with Virgo moons, I get along with really, really well. But I really took it to the extreme, as I want to do as an Aries and and, and manifesting generator to tie in some, some human design here too. I feel so bad I've been leaving her out of the conversation so much recently because the astrology has just been so intense. I felt the desire to focus on it, but I promise to go back to human design soon because I love it too. But yeah, I have a tendency to take things to the extreme, especially when I'm excited about something. And that's not a bad thing. I don't dislike that part of myself, but if it's, you know, as my coach says, and also it, um, can also be to my detriment. It can also be a feeling of, um, especially if it's in a more shadowy place for me, really taking things to the extreme. And as much as I'm so grateful for my Virgo progressed moon, which for those who don't know, lasts two and a half years, each progressed moon that we go through, I did lose a part of myself that is a key part of myself. And that is joy. And (laughs) I'm going to try not to get emotional here, but the last time that I really, really, really just had so much fun and was laughing my head off and just having the most wonderful time in my life filled with joyful exuberance was when I was um, in the same city as my twin flame. And spending time with them. And even that relationship, I've had so much wonderful reflection on. I should probably record a twin flame part two. 
to share that and how things have shifted. But if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen those shifts. But I had this realization a few months ago after the big Aquarius stellium and all this really strong energy about my life purpose and my mission feeling kind of heavy to me. I realized that what was missing for me was really the joy and was really what I call joyful exuberance, right? Which is that fun frequency, which is that play frequency, which is not taking life so seriously. And I had to chuckle because I was listening to the intro of my podcast, which I channeled um, back in March of, what was that? March of 2020. (laughs) And it's exactly what I needed to shift into, which is we can't be so focused on the soul that we forget about our humanity. We can't be so focused in other dimensions and other timelines and potential possibilities of the future that we're not present in the moment. And I felt myself slipping into that place where I wasn't fully honoring that I'm someone who, although I'm very soulful, and I always have been, it's almost a reluctance (laughs) to my soulfulness because I really enjoy earth. And I had the pleasure of getting a few past life regressions in the last uh, year from my friend Felicia. I'll put her in the show notes because I just love her so much. You should totally follow her. And I had the pleasure of getting these past life regressions. And in every single one, I kept saying, my soul just really likes earth. My soul really likes earth. I keep coming back to earth. And I was collaborating at the time with people who are amazing, amazing, amazing folks. Don't get me wrong. But so focused on the soul that I so focused on the soul, right? It's not on them because we have to do what's right for us. But I take responsibility for sort of losing myself and losing my focus on humanity and earth and how much I just enjoy being a human because it's a real joy. It really is. And I think a lot of us who are soulful, a lot of people who identify as starseeds or light workers or anything like that, you know, there is a part of us that wants to leave earth, right? That we're kind of like, what the hell is this? And even for me, having so many lifetimes on earth, apparently, Um, I still felt that way, but it was more so for me, less about, I want to leave earth and more so about my heart breaks. My heart breaks at the cruelty on the planet right now, at the fear paradigms and programs and things going on that distract us from our joyful exuberance, right? That amazing feeling that I felt tenfold when I connected with my twin flame. And I know they felt the same way because we used to say it to each other. And it's that childlike essence of play and joy 
and fun that is so needed right now. And that really truly is my most authentic essence. And it was an essence that I feel I sacrificed. And I don't have any shame or blame or guilt for it. I have grace because I know that I had to go through that phase of being very diligent and working hard during my progressed Virgo moon. But I really missed this side of myself. I really missed the fun, playful, silly side of myself that if you go back and watch my baby videos, (laughs) has always been a part of me. I love making people laugh. I love making people feel loved and seen, but I like doing it in a way that feels not so serious, not so heavy. When I'm in my full essence and I'm in what I am in now, which is my progressed Libra moon, which is my needle energy coming back around, it's a reminder to me of what medicine joy can bring. Which is even when I channeled from my guides, they told me, they said, you're the sparkle in the rainbow. You are the joy. And it doesn't mean that we discount all these horrible things that happen. It doesn't mean that we discount our trauma. It's quite the opposite. I have done so much deep diving, like deep, deep, deep diving shadow work. I have seen the darkness, (laughs) trust me, (laughs) but I like living in the light and I think we can still hold space for trauma and we can still hold space for healing, but I also think that healing can be fun and I think that for my community, so much of the quote-unquote healing actually just comes from fully owning your joy and and continuing to center your joy in a world that doesn't ask you to do that. In a society, I guess I should say, because the earth itself is very joyful. It's full of vibrant life and cycles and changes and so many things to smile about, so many things to laugh about. I mean, if you watch birds... <laughs> which I've been doing a lot of lately, for five minutes, you see where we got dance and song and all the things that bring us life, all the things that truly, truly, truly fuel us, you know, that we feel so good. And we've been in a year that really brought this to the surface for me because the intensification of being home so much not being able to see my friends, and me being, you know, a pretty extroverted person. I'm an ENFP, so I'm the most introverted of the extroverts, but I still like my people. (laughs) I like being around people. I like parties. I like dancing a lot. I missed that side of myself a lot because it helps me connect back in with why I'm even living. And why I'm even here. Yes, it's to change the world. All of us feel that way, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Yes, it's to, you know, create a ripple effect and create an impact. But it's to create an impact from you living in your full authenticity. 
your full divine soul blueprints and expressions. And for me, that comes back to joy. Even when you look at my blueprint, all of my soul stuff, it's in the ninth house. That's Sagittarius energy. My vertex is in Sagittarius, which is the the portal into your highest spiritual access. My 12th house is in Gemini. So it really, for me, is yes, understanding the darkness, you know, being comfortable in the darkness, but I've I've had a lot of lot a lot of a lot of lives. Well, a lot of lives, but also a lot of years, especially following the shooting at my college where I did exactly that. And now I'm ready for celebration. And that may sound really weird in a time that asks us to do anything but that. But I'm really ready for some celebration. I'm really ready for some joy and some play, and some relaxation. And honestly, that's what the new paradigm is about, which I'll be doing a whole episode on the new paradigm in human design. But that's exactly what the new paradigm in human design is about, is shifting into what is effortless, what is easy, what is simple, what is joyful. And the craziest thing, you guys, is that in this time where I was rediscovering this, I was also diving really deep into the gene keys because they go hand in hand with human design. Your activation sequence is your incarnation cross, for example. And guess what my activation sequence has to do with? It has to do with utter joy and simplicity and prosperity and abundance (laughs) and helping people create heaven on earth, which I've been saying for years now heaven on earth, heaven on earth. That's why we're here. And that's what my community is here to lead. And yeah, there's people that are really touting shadow work. Yeah, there's people who, you know, are really talking about the deep healing and all of that. And that is awesome for them. My community, (laughs) I feel really fortunate. (laughs) We're here. We're here to just celebrate and have fun and be joyful and allow that vibration and that frequency to heal. Because it really does. I was recently thinking back to when the shooting happened. And I cried a lot. And I spent a lot of days being really upset. And yelling and screaming and wondering why it wasn't me because any other night I would have been walking home and I looked exactly like the target that uh, he was looking for. And I guess part of me felt guilty that I got to live and other people weren't so fortunate and other people's families weren't so fortunate. But after a few days of hugging my people, my lovely BFA class, I love you guys. If you're listening, I love you so much. Hugging my people, hugging my roommates, and crying, what really brought me out of it, what really helped me see that life is worth living and things are worth moving on for, And I can't talk tonight, worth evolving and changing and growing for and showing up for every single day was my neighbors playing volleyball 
and drinking a few beers and laughing. And it was a reminder of why we live life. We came here to enjoy life. We're not projects. We're not here to be fixed. You're not broken. You're here to enjoy your life. And yeah, there's shift and there's change and there's evolution. Absolutely. We have to have that. And yeah, there's going to be times where darker things happen. And it's very important to have all the tools to sit with that also. But for the most part, we're really here to enjoy life. And it's only from the place of enjoying life that we can really truly have the strength to make an impact in the world. So this is my invitation to you. I know that this podcast is called Soul Rediscovery and that we talk about all the soul stuff, but this is my invitation to you to honor your humanity and to honor the wonderful friends and family in your life who love you and who you love back. And to feel all of the sensual sensations of life, how good food tastes, you know, what your dog feels like when you pet them, the beauty of a flower. This is my invitation to you to see the soul in everything. There's a really great saying, and I'm probably going to fumble it, but it basically goes at the first stage We see the rivers and rocks as just rivers and rocks. As at the second stage, you see them as so much more. And at the third stage, they're back to being rivers and rocks. And my people are really the people who are in that third stage where we're well aware of the soul. We love our souls. (laughs) We're very into our souls. But now we can relax into our humanity. Now we can enjoy the pleasures of being a human. And what a cool place Earth is. Because as I kept saying in my past life regressions, I just love Earth. I don't care if it's messy. It's fun. It's a place for adventure. It's a place for exploration. And in a year that has limited us so much, I just wanted to remind you of how much beauty is really out there and how much more life there is to live and how we're really just getting started. I know I'm really just getting started. I mean, I was at a place in my business where I was kind of like, okay, I know what I'm doing. This is chugging along, chugging along. And then I just got exhausted. (laughs) And I was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I love this. I'm still passionate about this, but I don't want to spend my days talking about this anymore. I really want to focus more on business coaching, which I love and I'm really good at, (laughs) like really good at business slash life coaching, soul coaching, right? Of helping you shift into more ease and grace and flow and love, and joy, and abundance, and prosperity, and all the good things, because you deserve all the good things. And my soul blueprint, which I was lovingly reminded of, thank you, Gene Keys, 
is exactly that. It's to help you create heaven on earth, which is why I'm so passionate about this podcast. And I have so many amazing episodes coming to you. Like we are up to our ears in the incredible episodes that we've recorded. You have no idea. I think I have like 15. I'm not even joking. So those are coming. Don't you worry. (laughs) We'll continue to air all of those. But I wanted to interrupt our usual chats for a bit of a deeper chat and a bit of just um, a live journaling, really, of my process and where I am and what I'm creating. And even my business told me, she said, you know, you've been, because I write letters from my business's consciousness to myself, which I highly recommend. It's a game changer. One of the first things I tell my clients and my business was so cute. She goes in this letter, she says, you've been running me like a cancer and I'm a Leo. (laughs) And I was like, okay, girlfriend, you are a Leo miss thing. Okay. Let's Leo it the fuck up. So, (laughs) so I'm excited to have more of that Leo energy because I'm a Cancer rising. Leo's my second house, but I also do have Leo the most in my birth chart. I realized I have it in my first, my second, and my third house, which are all houses that have to do so much with business. (laughs) And then I have Aries in my 10th house and I have a Midheaven in Pisces with a stellium in both. So it's like, uh uh-huh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That rings really true. So I just want to invite you as a light leader, as a world changer, don't forget to put yourself first. I really truly believe in building a life that we love first and then working our business or our work or whatever around it, not the other way. And I definitely want to do an episode on this because I think it's worth talking about just how backwards everything in society is. But I really encourage you to rest. I really encourage you to follow your joy, follow your bliss, follow your truth, and keep meeting yourself every single day where you are because these shifts and changes are happening like wildfire. They are rapid. So the more we can get comfortable with change and the more we can get comfortable with being a new person every single day and allowing ourselves to work in that quantum way where we have accessed the quantum field and we've accessed this highest version of ourselves that has to shift and change every day, we can welcome that in. We don't need to be scared of it. Take it from a Scorpio North node. (laughs) who used to be very resistant to change. And now I welcome it. And now I know that change is my friend. So if you've found yourself changing and shifting a lot this year, I see you. I love you. I am you. And let's just continue to do this, you know, side by side, arm in arm, right? Let's continue to change the world. And let's do it from a place of being. Let's do it from a place of being in our full authenticity, our full worth, 
our full deservingness, because you are innately worthy and deserving. That's not something you have to earn. That's something that we come into, (laughs) that we always have, but that our threshold just keeps getting higher and higher as we realize it even more. And we just relax into our beingness, being not just enough and not just more than enough, but just right, right? Like Goldilocks, it's just right to be exactly who you are. That's who the world needs and that's the place that everything else springs from. So I wanted to end this episode with some poetry, which is how I speak. (laughs) I'm currently writing a book and I just find myself wanting to turn it into poetry because it's so much easier for me as an artist and an actor and a singer and a dancer and someone who's so connected to art to speak in that way. I mean, I have a Pisces Mercury. (laughs) That's just how I speak. Um, On top of that, Leo third house, right? So I wanted to end this episode with my two favorite poems, which are all about expansion and grace and being. And I think that that is the sweet spot when we allow ourselves to expand and we allow ourselves to go past our limitations and we allow ourselves to be limitless. But then on the flip side, we also just be, right? And that really is the beautiful bridging of the soul and the human, right? And I think these poems summarize it better than I could. (laughs) So the first one is Of Mere Being by Wallace Stevens. And this is my limitlessness poem that I come back to when I remember that I really am capable of anything. And just when I think that things are closing down and there's nothing around the corner. I come back to this poem time and time again to remind me that there's always a next step, that there's always new things on the horizon, that there's always more that I can't fully see. And this is what I think of as sort of that more soul self, that highest self, right? That place that we're stretching and expanding into. So it's called Of Mere Being by Wallace Stevens. The palm at the end of the mind, beyond the last thought, rises in the bronze distance. A gold feathered bird sings in the palm without human meaning, without human feeling, a foreign song. You know then that it is not the reason that makes us happy or unhappy. The bird sings, its feathers shine. The palm stands on the edge of space. The wind moves slowly in the branches. The bird's fire-fangled feathers dangle down. So that is the first, having to do with expansion, stretching, limitlessness, consciousness, beyond what you can see. And then the second 
is what I consider sort of a more feminine, which is Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert, repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. So, I hope if you're a poetry nerd like me, (laughs) that speaks to you. And yeah, I really encourage you to be your full multidimensional self, which means, yes, embracing consciousness and the soul and all those things we're interested in, but also embracing your humanness and embracing what your body tells you it needs and your heart is speaking to you. So I love you guys so much. I truly am grateful for this community. It has grown so, so, so much. And I'm so grateful um, for all of you who subscribe and who listen. If you enjoy this episode or if you have enjoyed any of the episodes, it would mean the world to us, not just to me, but to my director of operations who co-hosts for me, Olivia, who you'll hear more of in future episodes as she got to do some of the interviews and also my editor Carmelo. We put in a lot of work into this podcast so if you are enjoying it please go ahead and rate and review and subscribe. Share with a friend who is on their own soul rediscovery journey and could hear this message And until next time, and all the good that we have coming to you, ooh mama, it is going to be so good. You're going to love these episodes, trust me. (laughs) Enjoy your rediscovery.